Hi, this is Dr. Steve Vargo, and this is episode two of I Own a Business, a new podcast produced by iDoc to help practice owners grow the practice of their dreams. And one of the ways practice owners can grow the practice of their dreams is through marketing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. When I was looking for a guest for this, I reached out to our own marketing department at iDoc for a recommendation. And they said, you should talk to Dr. Matt Taylor. So, um, and, and learn more about what he's doing and what he's been up to. So hello, Dr. Matt Taylor. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for having me. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your practice. Yeah, uh, I've been practicing for 12 years now. Uh, I started my own practice uh, kind of from scratch seven years ago uh, called Ideal Eye Care here in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Uh, about three years after that, we acquired a second office across the river in Omaha, Nebraska. So we've been operating two offices now since 2018 and uh, growing every day and enjoying it. Awesome. And you're adding a third or you're looking at relocating? You were telling me before we got on that you were looking at, it was at a new building? So we're trying to expand. Yeah, we've gotten busy enough in Council Bluffs that the 1,400 square feet we have is just not enough for us anymore. So uh, we're either trying to find extra space for rent or acquire another space. We're, we're working on both those options. Hopefully, we'll have something here soon, but uh, it's been a work in progress. So speaking of growing a practice, uh, marketing is a, it's a big part of owning a practice. It's a big part of growing a practice. But for many optometry practices, it, it tends to be a pretty small part of their budget. For, for some practices, it can be just 1% to 2%, maybe 3% of, of revenues. And for small practices, that, that budget can be uh, rather small, which begs the question of where should I invest those dollars? Where am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck, the biggest return on investment? And, you know, you look at various areas like digital, should I go all in on that? There's the, you know, the old school print approaches. Uh, should I still be focusing on that ads and newspapers, yellow pages ads, or that, is that still a thing? Um, probably not, but I don't know if everyone knows that. And, you know, even just getting out into the community, shaking hands, building relationships. So ap after talking with you and learning a little bit more about your practice, you've invested time and money into all three of those areas. So I think that's what I'd like to talk about uh, today is breaking those down into those three different categories and, and talking about them individually and just asking you to expand on, on what's worked for you, what hasn't worked, what have you learned along the way uh, for your practice. So that works for you. Let's start with digital. And I, I think that's where people's minds go initially. A lot of ODs is that online presence, the social media, the website is, is really having a stronger online presence. What have you done in your practice? What have you found works best for you? So, right. For us, you know, like you talked about, do you spend a lot in media or not? And, and we've really focused on the digital aspect of it. Uh, we noticed as we were starting about seven years ago, as we looked at Google reviews for people who are going to be our direct competitors, there weren't a lot out there. Uh, so we wanted to make sure we had a, a good website that was user-friendly, mobile-friendly, uh, that would attract people, but then also we wanted to make sure that we encourage people to share their experience about our practice. And, and the, one of the bigger ways that we did that was trying to get people to add, you know, do Google reviews for us. Uh, seven years ago, it was a little different asking people to review us online than it is now. It just seems like it's an accepted part of what we do as small business. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that 
word of mouth traveled and that word of mouth now anymore is online. Uh, so that's been a big part of what we've done. Yeah, it is interesting that word of mouth at one time just meant, you know, face to face, but how much of it now has transferred toward digital. And how do you ask people when you say that we we invite people that we ask people to share their experience online, which and, and you know this already, but you know, I, I think what comes first there is earning the right to ask for that, right? You don't want to just deliver a, an average experience or God forbid, a, a subpar experience and then have the nerve to ask somebody, will you go rate us online? So it, it forces you to earn the right to ask. But how do you go about doing that? Is that something you do? Is that something the staff does? So we, we used to just ask people, you know, like you said, when we knew we provided that great experience, we'd ask them. I think part of what's helped us too is that we've kept negative reviews offline by addressing and and earning our customers respect and, and earning the fact that they say, hey, you know, something got messed up here. Uh, I'm not going to go leave a bad review because you took care of us. But we ultimately started asking people to do that. We've transitioned a little bit more now in that we use Weave as our patient communication tool. So we automatically send out a request about two hours after the appointment's done to ask people to review us. The other thing that we've done too is just generated a simple QR code, very low cost. Uh, we have a couple of them displayed in each of our offices. And if we know someone's having a good experience and they're really you know, meshing with the staff, we just ask them simply right there, if you wouldn't mind taking the time, take a couple minutes, leave us a great Google review. And, and most of the time people are happy to do that. Yeah, I would agree. I, and I think the it, people actually want to give back and there's research on, out there on how much more effective it is when you when you ask for it because people mm -hmm. won't naturally um, do that. I mean, you hope they go out there in the community and talk with friends, colleagues about the experience they had, but you don't have as much control over that. But it's one little thing you can do that I, I think it's a great point. It's become more accepted. You felt a little weird asking, you know, five years ago, eight years ago, telling or asking people to do that. Where I think now it's it's so commonplace, and so many people actually go to. Google reviews, Yelp, and places like that. Do people tell you that they found found you through reviews? Do you get that kind of feedback? That's, yeah. So most of the time we found that word of mouth is probably our biggest referral source, right? And we wanted to make sure that we encompassed all of that. Number one, just talking to friends, family, coworkers. But again, yeah, online, we get so many people who say, yeah, we saw your Google reviews. They're all great. We had to come here. You know, that's that's what we want. We want a good experience. Uh, so it's, it's been, you know, not only outside, like you said, but it, that is the new word of mouth is online and, and those Google reviews. Yeah. Um, one, one more question before we move on to the next one, is this something that when it comes to digital marketing, is that something that you have a hand in? Do you designate somebody else in the practice to run that? What would your recommendation be to other? Because I think what holds a lot of doctors back is they're not, they don't have marketing degrees. Um, and we've got a, you know, generationally, I don't want to pick on the, you know, but, but the, there's, you know, things started, you know, social media, the website, sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge in knowing what to do. So what would you recommend outsourcing that having somebody within the practice learning more about it? How do you get yeah. to increase your own competency there? Yeah, the intent for me was to do that social media aspect post on Facebook post on Twitter, but what you find is you get busier, you just don't have the time to do it. So even though your intent's great, we outsource it now. Uh, so we, we work with iDoc Social, they do a great job putting content out uh, that can be, you know, tailored to exactly what we're doing in our office. Uh, but we found that 
you know, having someone in our office that's not me that can work with the team at IDOC to coordinate those social media posts and what we want to achieve and the message we want to send has worked best. Uh, I, I would love to have the time to do all that, but, you know, we're busy with patient care and then the nuts and bolts of running the business and we have lives outside of that too. So uh, definitely easier to have someone designated in office who can work with me and communicate and, and accomplish that goal. Yeah, it's a good point, the time aspect of it, because you could have a marketing degree, Matt Taylor, and still not have time to actually do it. So um, next area I wanted to talk about is let's let's get into a time capsule here and go back uh, a generation or so where there was no social media, the digital marketing wasn't really a thing, um, but there's still outlets out there to do the more old school, the more uh, the prints, traditional marketing that existed. So where do you still have a hand in that today? Yeah, well, so we do still run newspaper ads. You know, we're in Council Bluffs, a little smaller community. We're about 60 or 65,000. So we do want to make sure that we have that presence in the community, in the local newspaper or some of the other publications that go out. Uh, we also spent a lot of time when we first opened seven years ago going out to chamber events, health fairs. Uh, you know, we want to make sure we support the community as well. So I think being ingrained in the community and, and having yourself uh, contributing and, and helping grow and, and be a part of the greater good is important as well. So we still do all those things. Yeah. Is there how, now it's some things are easier to track than others when it comes to marketing. Is the outcomes something that you're able to track in different uh, in different forms of marketing? Because sometimes if you go to a, let's just say a, a, a county fair, you have an involvement there. It's not always easy to directly tie how much business came from that versus maybe something that's more digital where, yeah. you know, you can see how much of that traffic is coming in. But, but I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah. And so that's one of the things we specifically ask people on our patient intake form, how they heard about us. And even though we don't track it as much as we used to, uh, we, we certainly found that uh, people would say, you know, I, I saw you either at uh, this, this chamber event or, or something else. But again, still the, the biggest thing that, you know, we've noticed is, is it still goes back to our, our social media presence and our digital presence. Uh, but I think if you get that exposure in the community and then people go do research to find out if you're a provider and network with their insurance and, and look at your your online uh, presence that it's still a great way to get exposure even though sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to say okay it came from this chamber event or it came from supporting this local baseball or softball team mm -hmm. can i ask you to expand on that one a little bit because that was the third one and you've already alluded to it but that community involvement which i think is one of the most underutilized marketing tools you have. And it, it's really interesting because in my experience working with different doctors and having the opportunity uh, to visit different practices and learn more about what makes them successful. And I'm just like a student of that because I know there's not just one way. I, th there's multiple ways to success, but it's interesting. I'm always looking for those less common aspects of what they're doing differently. And I, I find a lot of these doctors are very involved in their community and they what I'll say, like where a lot of your patients come from, they'll say, well, I'm, I'm involved with, with um, this organization and I coach this basketball team and, and, and very involved, you know, in my, you know, golf country club, whatever it is. And that brings in, um, if I could actually expand on that a little bit about what you're doing, is this something you encourage your staff to do as well? Or is this more your own individual efforts? 
Uh, we used to encourage the staff to do it more. We probably should still as they're out and about in the local community, but a lot of it came from from individual efforts, bringing staff along with me, uh, you know, saying, okay, we're, we're, like I said, we've gone to those multiple chamber events, uh, but also just advertising at local schools, you know, supporting booster club auctions at local schools and things like that, having a presence at some of those events, um, just to to outreach and and let people know that you're there. It's just a, another great way to network, not only for your practice, but you never know who you're going to meet mm -hmm. and, and what other collaborations you can make from that to help your business and, and your brand grow. Yeah. And it's cumulative, right? I mean, it's over right. time, which I, I always tell um, the sometimes the younger doctors that are just starting out a practice or just getting started in the profession is to, it's not going to happen overnight, but over time, mm -hmm build a reputation, get out there, be known. I, I think every town has that the, a small handful of doctors, and maybe it's just one doctor that everybody knows. And I think that whether that was proactive or just they're naturally somebody who's, who's going to be out there in the community, but somebody who's taken the time to get out and meet people. And I think with that familiarity, people have more trust. It's that whole psychology of, of if I, if I keep hearing the name, um, uh, if, if I keep hearing the name Dr. Matt Taylor over and over, then I'm going to start to associate that with somebody who people can trust and is probably a good place to go for my eye care. Yeah. And, and that's what we found too. Like you said, it, it just keeps building and, and you're going to go do a few of those events and you're not going to see a whole lot of return right away, but that doesn't mean stop. It, it means keep going. Really what you're doing, like you said, is you're just planting seeds and some of those seeds are going to grow right away. Some of them are going to grow, you know, months or years down the road. But again, as you keep doing that, you're going to ultimately get to a point where you say, wow, all that work actually did pay off. And, and you made a lot more connections in the community than, than you had before. Is there anything you've done that after you did it said that we'll never do that again? That just did not work. <laughs> Good question. Um, there's, there's only one time and I, I wouldn't say we wouldn't do it again, but the one thing that we did that didn't exactly work was I was actually on a billboard. Uh, but the placement of it wasn't great. It was actually across the river in Omaha, uh, not really near one of our practices. Uh, I can't remember why we chose the exact location we did. I think we had a limited option set of options as far as where we could do that. But uh, I think, you know, if we were maybe a little more strategically placed, it, it would have been a, a better result than we got. But that's one of the few things that as we've tracked where people have come from, I never saw anyone say I saw you on this billboard. Well, and that's marketing for you, right? It's yeah. trial and error. I mean, if you've been doing, if you've been in business for a while and you do marketing and you don't have anything that you can point to you're, that you say, we wouldn't do that again, or we would do it differently, you're, then you're probably not doing enough marketing. And, and I think that's the value of having, uh, you know, being able to do marketing, but actually look at the results that you're getting, whether that's anecdotal or whether it's something that you can actually draw from the data and then doubling down. It's kind of where we started, right? Small budget for marketing is most optometry practices are small businesses, but we're learning from it, not just doing the same things over and over because that's what you've always done, but identifying, you know, it's sort of the 80-20 principle, right? I mean, what are the 20% of things we're doing that are driving 80% of the results and, and doing more of that? Yeah. And that's just one of the few things, you know, like I said, most of the stuff we've done, we've felt the impact of, um, you know, and like you mentioned too, I, 
previously, we're not in the, we're in the phone book, but we don't advertise in there. Um, I, I rarely have people say that they find us there. So uh, it's, it's just one of those things that if we were going to do something new or different, we'd, we'd say, okay, here's what we did last time. Here's what's not going to work this time. And then if we go into something that we've never done before, we can take all that experience and say, all right, this seems like the best approach to it and then modify and, and try and perfect it from there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The some of the the, the bigger practices that we worked with would tell us they they actually do very little marketing, because I think once you hit a point where you've got so many patients doing your marketing for you, and I mean that's a great thing about building a successful practice around you know building sort of the you know those loyal raving fans is you you build your own even with a small budget your own marketing team, right? They're your patients. There's hundreds, thousands of them out there in their community doing your marketing for you. And we've had some practices say, you know, I just don't do that much anymore. We're so busy because our patients are telling everybody to come see us. Yeah. And it it kind of snowballs, right? Like you said, uh, we, you know, I couldn't tell you exactly when we felt like that happened, but there was a point where we said, okay, this is kind of taking care of itself. You know, we still need to do all the social media, the website, the SEO, but yeah, it's it's grown enough, and and our sphere of influence has has grown big enough that, yeah, the, the patients really just keep sending more and more, and it's it's been wonderful for us. We we've, we've been very thankful that you know we've had uh, as great a growth in the short amount of time that we've been around as as we achieved. Well, thanks, Matt. This has been great, very insightful. I appreciate you you jumping on. Um, and uh, we, we look forward to, to, to what's coming next. And, and I, you know, it's interesting to me at things changing and what tools exist today for marketing and how much that's going to change over the, the years ahead. And you start to look at these new platforms like TikTok, which most doctors are not, but five years from now, is that something that even the, you know, ODs in are, are, are on are getting you know involved with because they've got a younger generation coming up so it's, it's going to change I, I think it's another aspect of marketing where you have to be looking at trends and, and understanding where the eyeballs are right well yeah yeah and we have shorter attention spans so we've got to get your attention we've got to send our message and then we've got to move on too so uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do but I, I'm sure as time goes by there will be more tools and more ways to reach more people Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Matt. I appreciate your time and we'll close out here. So this has been Dr. Steve Vargo with Dr. Matt Taylor. And if you'd like more information about IDOC or our marketing services, you can find out more at idoc.net. So thanks again. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for having me.